0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right, what's up, everybody? What's cracking? It's the Rich Eisen Show Basketball Podcast here on a Wednesday. A very happy Wednesday for TJ Jefferson. Adam, what's up, fellas? Happy
1: holidays. Everyone, this 420. Hey. Happy holiday. You know
0: hey, let's start this show with uh breaking <laughs> news. Uh, we're filming this, uh recording this on Wednesday afternoon. It's uh 12 30 Pacific. And uh Woj tweeted out about an hour ago, Devin Booker, MRI results on his right hamstring. Unlikely that he's gonna play in games three and four in New Orleans. That was kind of the big thing last night, guys. I didn't think that was gonna be any type of game. Uh Phoenix looked great in game one, Chris Paul had a huge game. Devin Booker comes out and throws in 31 in the first half, and you're like, "All right, well, they're cruising. This is probably going to be a sweep." Uh, Booker goes down; now he's out three and four. Uh, how has this series changed? Does New Orleans now New Orleans now have a chance uh, to pull the upset? Adam, you start.
2: Do I think New Orleans will win the series? No, but can they take it to seven games? Absolutely, they seven can. Seven games. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think so. Booker being out, games three and four. That's huge for New Orleans. Their crowd's gonna be rocking there. Uh you know, Brandon Ingram looked fantastic in game two. McCollum looked great also. So you have the two stars against essentially one now with Chris Paul with Booker being out. So yeah, no, I think that the Suns are in trouble right now. I still think they will win the series, but you know, this is more than than they bargained for, I think. Man, TJ Seven games? You think Phoenix has a chance here? I'm telling you what, Booker's
1: out for how long, it's being said? At least three and four. Okay, well, let me explain something to you. Brandon Ingram. balling, balling right? And you look at Brandon Ingram, he's one of those guys who has that perfect NBA build, right? He's 6'9", 6'10", yeah, long arms, yeah, absolutely. Got, can handle the rock, can shoot. Brandon Ingram balled out last game. And let me tell you what, without Devin Booker in the lineup— Here's what's going to happen. I'm just going to make a wild prediction. Zion is going to pull a Willis Reed at some point. He's oh, stepping onto not. the court. On. I believe if Devin Booker misses more than two games, the Pelicans are going to upset the Suns because I feel, I mean, it's not even that I feel it's very obvious. He's such an important piece of that Suns puzzle. You take him out. Where's Where do those 31 points come from? Who, like, who makes up for what Devin Booker brings to the table? I, I, mean, I know, just believe if two yeah. games, cool. Anything more than two, Suns are in trouble. Don't let Zion come back because we're looking at <laughs> an, an upset of, uh, I can't remember. Like, like remember when the, the Nuggets won? Yeah, Nuggets. Yeah.
0: Nuggets over the Sonics. Son- like Sonics Golden State. Golden State. Yeah. State over the Jazz. Oh, there'd be Dallas, right, one year? Yeah, who, who, Aaron Davis. yeah. yeah. Well, that's wasn't that the Jazz when he dunked on Karolinko? Yeah. I mean, I think, well, Chris yeah. Paul can pick up the scoring slack a little bit. Jay Crowder's not going to be two for 11, whatever he was last night, 0 for 5, I think, from 3. Had that in a parlay, didn't hit. Uh, you know, Mikael Bridges, you're going to have to ask him to do a little bit more scoring. You're going to have to ask everybody to pick it up a little bit because, like you said, where are you going to replace 31 points? He might have had 45 last night like Jimmy Butler, which we'll talk about in a minute. I mean, I legit thought that, you know, Mike's 63-point scoring mark in the playoffs might be, we might, we might see a little threat to that last night, and then suddenly, you know, he goes down after fist bumping the kid. Why is there a kid in the front row at an NBA game? I know we got lots to talk about, but that was crazy. Okay. Because his the parents are very wealthy. Parents are wealthy. So you guys really think that New Orleans is in this series and they got a shot to win?
2: Adams. And I
1: just want to point that out again. Oh seven Warriors, in case we were like unclear about that. The Baron Davis over Karolinko. 07. Davis. That was 07. Yeah.
2: Right. But didn't they beat the Mavericks also at one point? They beat the Mavericks
0: yeah. in a big upset too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you really think New Orleans has a shot here.
2: Yeah, I really do. Especially like what TJ said. If if Booker is out more than two games, then they're really in trouble. I mean, you're gonna have to have uh Bridges and Cam Johnson really step up and make up that scoring load that that Booker um you know, has. And so, yeah, I think that New Orleans can definitely win the series. If I had to put my money on it right now, I still think the Suns will win. But if you get a Willis Reed moment with Zion coming back and he sees that there's potential to beat the Suns, say, how about this? What if it's game three and New Orleans has a big win? So they're up 2 1. Back home for game four, up 2 1. He sees that they can actually win this series. Zion comes back for game four. The crowd goes crazy. New Orleans could win the series. It's really set up, too. You know, if they do hold
0: home court, TJ, win game three, take a 2 1 lead. Now, suddenly, the Suns, the perennial playoff team of the last few years, contenders, almost won the championship last year. They've been the best team the entire regular season. This Chris Paul Assange that's going on now. And then suddenly they're one and done because Zion comes back and there's an upset. Is that the most Chris Paul thing to ever happen in his career?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been so many as as a Clipper fan. You know, two years ago, I sat here in this chair and I gave I broke down like just the bad luck that the Clippers have experienced throughout the playoffs during the years. And, you know, Chris Paul, broken finger, pulled hamstring, broken hand. And in this season, when he got hurt a few months ago, I was like, "Well, look, maybe we got the playoff injury Chris Paul out of the way early, so maybe he can make it through these playoffs, you know, without missing any time. But it's all going to come down to Booker. No Booker. It's going to be bad business for the Phoenix Suns.
0: Gosh, it's so crazy. All right, so b- before any games play tonight, handicap the West right now top four top which who's coming out of each series? And then who's going to the finals right now? Well, well before just, we do that, let's, let's
1: just touch on a little bit on each of the series. And then yeah, but I get just well,
0: I just want to talk about, because we're talking about Phoenix.
1: I, yeah, but we haven't even got to the other teams yet to even say who I think is going to go on. Like, I'll jump ahead and I'll say the Warriors In You know, like Golden State.
0: How are I know, you, well, that's what I mean. I want, that's why I want to talk about that in terms of everything. Well, you know? to,
2: well to me, I said before, before this even started, before the playoffs started, that I thought Golden State was going to win the West. And games one and two made me even further convinced that they're going to win this this conference. I really think that they're the team to beat right now. You saw it just completely dominating games one and two against Denver. Denver didn't even look like they had a chance either game. So I think Golden State's the odds on favorite right now. They have What's to be funny
0: is that Denver jumped out to a you know, they were up ten and then all of a sudden Steph comes off the bench and it's bang and Jordan Poole suddenly looks like Michael Jordan. And it's it's kind of crazy. Like, Draymond Green says that this kid needs to start. So they're just going to start all three guys Clay, him. I almost say you put Clay on the bench, TJ. What do you think about that?
1: No, I mean, you're not putting Clay on the bench. It just but, not he's gonna not, ha-
0: but he's not the Clay that but we you, thought you, was going to come back. I mean, you've been back. saying that for
1: months, I mean, but the dude's well. averaging 20, I think, 22 a game in these playoffs throughout these first two games. I know he had 21 last, uh, game two.
0: Uh, Clay just seems like the odd man out to me right here. I just think Jordan Poole's better. <laughs> you are living in, in the moment, bro. You're not, you're not, you're living the in playoffs
1: the playoffs are the moment. The moment, though. yeah. But Jordan Poole's never been there before. Clay Thompson has been there.
0: Like, Clay Thompson. I don't y- think Clay even trusts himself. He's just, he's just not
2: the guy that we thought was going to come back. I he, disagree with you, though. I, yeah,
1: you've been saying I'm that a lot about Clay, dude. Oh, Clay man, had 21
2: know. points, nine for 19 from the field, three for eight from three. I mean, Maybe he's not P. Clay the way he was before his injuries, but he's still an awesome player that is contributing huge, huge minutes and points to that team. So I think, honestly, what what they do right now is until they falter, you just keep the, the lineup the way it is.
0: You keep Steph on the
2: bench? Yeah, you just keep you, you just go with the flow. See see what's happening. Until there's a, t- a time where it doesn't work, you just keep it going like this. You obviously have to play, in my opinion, all three of those guys, pool, pool, Clay and Steph all in the fourth quarter. You yeah. have that death lineup with Wiggins and Draymond also, if the other team doesn't, um, you know, isn't dominating inside. And I think you just keep it going the way it is right now, and you don't you don't change success.
0: So, uh, they're, they're your pick, right? They're your guys' pick to come out of the West. I know, Adam, you said it before, but TJ, you don't think anybody can beat. I, I'm not Golden saying State no or... one
1: could beat them. I thought maybe a 100% healthy Phoenix Suns could yeah. give them a run. Yeah. Again, hamstrings are tough, uh, just like Dallas Mavs with Luca, Calf muscles are tough to come back from. Um, again, though, the Jazz, and we said this yesterday, Chris, Jazz can't lose that game to the Mavs if Luca's not playing. It oh. just, you, mm-hmm. they yeah, can't. Brutal. You cannot lose that game. And with all due respect to Jalen Brunson, you know, you can't have him come in and, you know, hit you for 41 when there's no Luca on the court. Which is so
0: crazy because we had talked about that as we were leaving, just kind of BSing the other day. It was like, oh, what is Jalen Brunson's going to score 40 tonight and they're going to win? Yeah, actually he can. Mm
1: -hmm. And then, you know, the three of us were talking two days ago or three days ago before we left, and it was just like – Jalen Brunson kind of got slept on. Two-time national champion, player of the year. Uh, I think he was on the all-decade team for NCAA basketball. Uh, You know, he he, father gave me many migraines as I used to sit and scream (laughs) at Rick Brunson's turnovers at the Staples Center when he played for the Clippers. (laughs) You know, Jalen Brunson's one of these guys who like he's not the guy who's going to get all the commercials and all the fanfare, but that's a very solid guy. And if this man's going out and getting you 41 in the playoff
2: game, it's just showing you that the moment's not too big for Jalen Brunson. And also with Jalen Brunson, he's a guy that kind of needs the ball in his hands, and he's great at, at um, getting in the lane and facilitating to other people, especially creating open shots. And that's kind of Luca's role. So I think he's been able to to be more in his natural role with Luca being out. So I think eventually Jalen Brunson will sign with another team and and uh, you know be able to show out more. But. Being a substitute for Luka, he's been incredible. So props to Jalen. Shout out Stevenson High School, where I went to school as well. So yeah, well,
1: Jalen is not a substitute for Luka. I mean, well, he's, he's, he, sub, he's getting his run, you know, you know, know what I more, mean, though. He's, he's getting more shots. Yeah,
0: more shots with Luka out. I mean, he can still pop 20 with Luka in the lineup. Yeah, so the latest on Luka, uh, Tim McMahon from ESPN. Uh, he's not going to play if there's risk of aggravating the injury. That's kind of a major factor in determining when he's cleared. Uh, said that he's feeling good, quote, but isn't certain if he's going to play in Game 3 on Thursday. So, obviously, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, So, injuries playing a big part uh, in the playoffs when it comes to the West. Let's talk about the uh, other big matchup going on, uh, Wolves and Grizzlies. Grizzlies just routed last night, uh, won by almost 30 at home. Did that surprise you guys, the way they were able to bounce back? TJ, I wouldn't say it surprised me.
1: I, I think that a lot of people slept on Minnesota. Okay, so when they came and out, won, fun team, young, fun yeah. team. When they came yeah. out, and won that first game. I think a lot of people were shocked. Um, this could go seven. I think so. You know, but the T right. Wolves did not look good yesterday. No, they looked bad. And uh, I think so, about
0: as good as they played in game one was about as bad as they yeah, they played showed. in game two. So that's kind of even. Maybe they're where they should be, but. You know, they were able to kind of steal home court. Yeah. They now have three home games coming up, uh, you know, games three and four, and then should there be a game six. Adam, you were big on Minnesota the kind of this whole time. You thought Memphis was a little bit of a fraud heading into mm-hmm. the, the postseason. You still feel that way now after two games in a one-one series? Yeah,
2: for sure. Uh Minnesota did what they needed to do and steal home court. And I just think that they're a better team. They they didn't look good last night, but Going into games three and four in Minnesota, the, the environment there is going to be crazy. They don't see that many home playoff games yeah. in their last 20 years, really. So that stadium is going to be hyped. I saw Craig Kilborn will be in attendance for, for games three and four. Love that. Um will wow. be. Yeah, so I just like that team. I think Anthony Edwards is a superstar, and I think Towns is a superstar also. So you have two guys that I think are, are superstars on that team that are young guys. And I think... You know, Ja looked great in Game Two, but who knows with his injuries? I, you know, he, he looked like he, uh, you know, he he got hurt a little in Game Two. He came back, but I just think uh, Excuse me, I think Memphis is just a little, just too inexperienced, and I, I just don't see it for them this year. I, I think I think he's going to go six or seven games in in Minnesota. Minnesota wins. Yeah, I still believe that. <laughs> Man, I just said uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Like that was just not a good Towns game last night. I, how
0: does a guy like him? his caliber, his skill set, uh you know, he th- you know, he likes himself as a top 15, top 20 guy. How do you only get 7 shots in a playoff game if you're him? That that was that was kind of troubling to me if I'm a if I'm a Timberwolves fan. Uh you know, Vanderbilt only played 9 minutes, but and, and Edwards, you know, he's going to get his, he's going to put up shots, he's 7 for 16. Not great, but he's getting the move. you got to see at least 16 shots from your big-time players. Towns only 7 shots. That's concerning to me. D'Angelo Russell, 3 of 11. That's concerning to me. So, we'll see. You know, I think it's for them to come out of there with a win. Huge. Obviously, they flipped home court. And now let's see what they do with it in games 3 and 4, TJ. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I, I feel like Minnesota's just, man... You just don't know what you're getting out you of there, And Like you just yeah. said, I'm looking at that. Carl Anthony Towns should never have seven shots Never, in maybe a game. seven
0: shots per quarter. Per quarter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you that's,
1: you, it's your best player. Right. Like he, he, He's a dominant big man. He should be a dominant big man in this league. Yeah. The problem, not even the problem, I think the great thing about Memphis is this. We've said this the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Memphis wins when Jaws is not present, right? So They also win. They yeah. also win yeah. when he's not present. So the Grizzlies are deep. Looking at this squad, they're deep and they all have similar body structures. It seems like you got a bunch of guys who are like six, seven to six, nine long. Play some defense. They got hops. A lot of these guys get up. Um, I I do believe that they're going to win the series. I don't think Minnesota will beat them, but I think it could take you know six
0: games for them to to come out on top. Man, so so now let's power rank the West. Now that we talked about now that we talked about the series
2: uh Adam, power rank the West for me right now. Okay, so you have Golden State one. You have I still think Phoenix is number two. I'd say just yeah. top just top four. I mean just who you think is gonna win each series, I guess. Okay, so yeah, I think Utah's I think Utah beats Dallas still. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, – You still think t- the Minnesota upset? And I still think Minnesota, yeah, Memphis, yeah. TJ, does that sit right with you? Or do you think uh,
1: Memphis? Uh, I got I, me- I got Memphis, Golden State. I'm going to stick with the Jazz. And then uh, I'm going to stick with the Suns. I know, but it's kind cap- it of like
0: eh. – but if, but if Booker's not in there, it's high, We're tough. higher registering the Suns? It feels like we're yeah, higher Yeah, a higher Kind of, Yeah. God, I can't believe that. that Because Devin Booker is such
1: an important piece of that puzzle. And as he goes, I feel that this team is going to go. And without him, you know, he plays with an attitude. He plays with a little chip on his shoulder. You know, if there's a scuffle, you you know Devin Booker is going to be right there in the middle of it. Like, he's just kind of like the heart of this team. And
0: God, I just feel so bad. Like, you know, it's just so uneasy to hire, register a 64-win team
2: apparently he's been having these issues with his hamstring. Apparently he had a hamstring issue in the finals last year, but kind of hit it. Mm -hmm. And then his other hamstring, he was hurt this year and I think he missed like six or seven games. So these are ongoing issues with him. That's not good for long-term. Even if they get past this round, this can be an issue the entire uh, rest of the second round. And if they get further, man, it's so crazy. All right, let's flip to the, let's flip to
0: the East. And uh, you know, we haven't, We didn't lead with it because we've been talking about it for a few days now. But uh, what went on Sunday in Boston, I mean, it felt like an NBA Finals game. It (laughs) felt like one of the best playoff games that we've seen in quite some time. The Tatum uh, game winner at the buzzer on the amazing spinning layup uh, past Kyrie Irving. Just a complete, completely fun, exciting, thrilling drama. It had kind of a little bit of everything. It had star players doing star player things and had star players struggling. Uh Marcus Smart eventually wins defensive player of the year then a couple days later you got a rookie coach and a second year coach and the hostile environment. Uh that, that this Celtics Nets it was one game, but it kind of had everything we wanted out of the NBA playoffs. Keep speaking on
1: it cuz that's your team. Like what how are you feeling watching this game?
0: It was tough. I mean, you Celtics up 12 in the second half, and you're like, great. This is cruising. This is about how I, I hoped it would go, kind of best-case scenario. Felt like maybe they could have even been up more because they missed so many easy shots. It felt like they missed so many layups, bunnies uh, inside. Kyrie was starting to get it going, so that was concerning. And then midway through the third and through the fourth quarter, it just felt like everything he was throwing up was, was going to go in. I personally don't really care about... What he does and the antics on the court regarding his interaction with the fans, I mean, I think that he started a lot of this. I mean, sure, look Boston fans get a bad reputation, but they've earned that throughout the years. It's not everyone, obviously it's just a handful of select people uh, didn't they someone throw a cup at him like last year or something too It's like that stuff goes on oh, yeah, right? this stuff goes on they don't like him. Uh, it's mutual. He, it's it's definitely mutual. It seems like he doesn't really care for them either. He does some things to kind of stoke the fire and ramp mm-hmm. them up a little bit. So she he should definitely expect everything that kind of comes his way. But he's a superstar, and so they don't. Uh, who who? What's that famous quote? They don't boo nobody. <laughs> True is that, that yeah. Reggie Jackson, who said that. So they're not booing bums, and so Kyrie Irving isn't a bum. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's one of the best players in the league, and. He was having an all-time performance in that game, Mm -hmm. so he was just throwing up shots. I mean, he hit that three to put him up 114-111, and it was just like, my God, bro, like unbelievable (laughs) game. And then just the way it ended, a great defense at the end to kind of force him to give up the ball too and force Kevin Durant into a bad shot at the end of the shot clock. And then just, you know, remarkable heads-up play at the end by Jalen Brown to not force a shot by Marcus Smart to not force up a bad three, which I would have bet my life on that he was taking. <laughs> and I mean, then most just, people would have. And the heads-up play by Jason Tatum. Like, all you kids watching that game, cut to the basket. Yeah. Like, you are always open if you cut to the basket. And, uh, you know, just Tatum is blossoming into a superstar, uh, top-five player in the league before our eyes. And as a Celtics fan, it's very exciting. Uh, he's only 23 years old. So, uh can't wait for tonight's game by the time this comes out by the time you guys are listening uh that game will be going on it might even be over uh, i hope that we're up 2-0 but we'll see i mean i certainly expect brooklyn to win a couple of games in this series
1: but you know chris going back to that last play you know watching that play over and over and over again it's
0: just so things. much happened so on much on that, happened on, the last on that play of that right game.
1: but the thing about it is marcus smart was almost in he was almost in danger of becoming a ben simmons when he passed that ball to Tatum, there was like one and a half seconds left it when he like had a so jumper. No time. The fact that Tatum was able, and Tatum said that he and Smart made eye contact yeah. quickly as yeah. he cut. So the fact that Smart got that pass that barely missed Kyrie intercepting it, mm. for Tatum to have just—I mean, obviously these are the best athletes in the world, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For Tatum to be able to catch that ball to spin and to shoot a layup at that angle all within the time that he had, like there was no time for him to gather. There was no time for him to pump fake. It was like boom, spin, layup. And he did it all. And it was honestly, it was a thing of beauty to watch, but it was very close to being awful for for them.
0: Yeah, Adam, I'm not sure. I mean, you were watching too. It's just like so much happened for Jalen Brown to drive and not force up a fadeaway, which I kind of thought he was going to do at first with about six seconds left. And then... When he threw it to Smart, I'm like, where are you throwing it? Oh, my God. He's like 25 (laughs) feet from the basket, and there's a double
2: team coming. And he has irrational confidence, so you probably thought he was going to choose that. He's the most
0: irrational. I mean, obviously, I play with irrational confidence, so I love (laughs) players like that. But, man, that's like, okay, he's putting up this shot. We lost game one. It sucks. We had so many chances. Oh, my God. It's over. We won. And it's, you know. I it's, thought I thought Tatum was going to maybe dunk that, but I think if he went to dunk it, it might not have got out of yeah, his hand I don't think on it time. It would have.
2: It's so rare to see game-winning layups to begin with. Oh, it never totally, happens. And totally. then and then we found out the stat that that was the first time in Boston Celtics home history that they've won on a game-winning shot in the playoffs, which is fascinating. To Unbelievable.
0: Think about. Uh, all the great moments over the years, obviously, '60s, '70s, '80s championship seasons. Never a playoff buzzer beater at home. Yeah, that's hard to Unbelievable. believe. Unbelievable. And you know, there was a great photo of. Tatum celebrating and Kyrie dejected kind of walking off. It was just, it was just kind of perfect kickoff to the, to the playoff and just such a great series. Like you'll never see a two seven matchup like this, where two teams you feel like could win the championship uh, when it's all said and done. Um, It's exciting. And then now the news that uh, Ben Simmons might be back for game four, maybe game three, depending on how, you know, he progresses. I, I just find that so shocking Adam, that he's going to even play in this series
2: after sitting out the whole year. Yeah, I'm pretty shocked as well. I think he, he can be very important, though, not even to do anything on offense. If the Nets can just get some good defense out of Ben Simmons and he's known to be a really good defender, that can be potentially the difference in the series because they're kind of lacking on defense. And well, having it's a good guy, they don't
1: need anything offensively out of them because that's what you're <laughs> going to get. Nothing.
2: P.J. has PTSD from... from his days with the Sixers right Right, now rightfully rightfully rightfully, but you can get a few layups from him and you know just facilitate the offense a little but I think the defense with him can be huge getting another wing defender and so yeah I think I think having him back for game four can make a huge difference what are your
0: expectations I mean this guy literally hasn't done much of anything I mean not that we've seen anything that's gone on in practice or really gotten any kind of in-depth reports but it was You know, it was the mental issues. That's why I'm not playing. Okay, fine. Totally understandable. Then it was like, oh, all of a sudden I've got back spasms. And so you can't really do any basketball-related activities. We haven't heard anything about one-on-ones or three-on-threes or five-on-fives. And now you're just going to play in, like, an NBA Finals-esque series for the first time all year?
2: It does seem absurd to think about that he's just going to step into this super intense game after after not playing. It's nuts to me. But – like I said, I think if you if you don't have that much expectations for him, and I don't have any expectations yeah, for him. Yeah, I, I think my expectations are next to zero. If he scores like six points and maybe has like four rebounds and plays good defense, what I think that's gonna, a win for them. But was he going to play, TJ, like 12 minutes a game? Are you really expecting
0: Ben Simmons to go out and give you 30? No. I mean, and like crunch time defense? Impossible.
1: I mean, like again, going back to these are the best athletes on earth, but you can't sit out that long. And you have a bad back. And you're expecting me now to believe that you're going to come into a playoff game after sitting out what the last nine, ten months without playing in a game of this magnitude, and you're going to show up and have an impact? I j- I just can't I can't see that happen. But yeah, he could play defensively because that's what he does. You know, he's a great defender. So could he go out there and yeah. obviously, you know, make some type of impact on the defensive? Side of the ball, perhaps, but it's going to take some time, man. You know, Running up and down the court, that takes some time to get your wind back, to get yeah. your legs back, and your back. We don't know how bad his back was, so I don't know, and man. I,
2: and I will say a problem with Ben Simmons also is you can't really have him in the at the end of the game because that can be a liability. Exactly. Because yeah. guess he, what, heck Ben's coming. Yeah, so it might be it, a situation yeah, where it they just called. can't play him the last three or four minutes of the game because you know that the Nets – Excuse me. You know the Celtics will try to foul him and put him in the line. Yeah, I would really say this: point. if they're gonna play him, maybe wait till
1: you get home because for as bad as Philly can be, like it's not gonna be much better for him if that Boston crowd gets on him. No, and so, so if that's the like, thing where, like, yeah. mentally he's having a hard time dealing with whatever it is, like. <laughs> You saw what Kyrie Irving is out there flipping. Like, (laughs) I I realized WrestleMania just happened, and maybe he got caught up in the whole Stone Cold thing. But you cannot go out there and like. I understand, and I can imagine what was being said to this man, right?
0: I, I mean, I can guess to the point where I,
1: you know, I just have to go back because Jackie Robinson Day just happened, right? So I have to think what I know about Jackie Robinson, the stories my grandpa would tell me, the things that were said to that man. I guarantee you, weren't said to Kyrie, okay? Because Fortunately, I have a little bit more faith in humanity that if some of the things that were said to Jackie Robinson were said today, there would be someone around who would take that matter into their own hands because there's got to be some good people in that crowd. So I don't believe that he had to endure what Jackie did. But I I think like if Jackie Robinson reacted in such a way that most of us would react, then, you know, history would be changed because maybe now – People don't get the same chance, but because Jackie was able to internalize it and not react in the way it opened doors. So I kind of think of it like that. And I think, man, Kyrie, like, I get that you're mad, but going around like flipping people off and you're on, uh, I don't know. I, I, Like I said, I understand what was being said and I know how I would want to react personally. But at some point, I think you got to just look, man, you got to be a professional and... To go around just flipping everybody off from the court. I don't know.
2: I love it personally. I love the villain yeah. uh, crowd, crowd dynamic. You had that with Reggie Miller and the Knicks. You had that with Trey Young with the Knicks. And now it's the Kyrie with the Celtics. I, I personally love it. I think it, it, it is a little immature what he was doing in terms of flipping everybody off. But in terms of just Kinda, pure... Kind
0: of doing like the... Uh, yeah, but I little, actually found that it's, funny it's entertaining. a little bit.
1: I, I did, I guess I'm just the whole, let's flip the whole arena off. Like, yeah. I I think it's a bad look for him is basically right. what it comes
0: Which, down and, to. And, I, and obviously he doesn't really care. Yeah,
1: so I yeah, guess yeah. I shouldn't. I
0: think he has <laughs> long stopped caring what people think about him and what they say and what they write and, you know, and that's fine. Like I said, so I I don't really want to give much voice. To I it. think secretly oh, the NBA
2: right. likes it also because you know that the ratings will be up tonight because everybody wants to see that dynamic between Kyrie oh and the crowd. Gosh. I mm-hmm. mean, the,
0: that game peaked at 10 million viewers in the middle of a Sunday afternoon. That's a monster number mm-hmm. for the NBA playoffs round one. Yeah, absolutely. Just a huge number. And tonight, you know, it's a little bit earlier start on the West Coast, but that's seven Eastern tonight in Boston. Like, I mean, those guys, I mean, everyone probably called out sick. At uh, Boston uh, Dirt and Gravel. Like They've been <laughs> boozing all day ready to yell at Kyrie. And you thought it was bad on Sunday? Yo, yeah. it's going to be ten times worse tonight. Yeah, we have a night game. Yeah, Like, the booze every time he touches the ball are one thing, but come on, it's going to be bad tonight. Yeah.
1: Also, one thing for the Celtics to watch out for. I mean, I realized Durant had 23 in the first game. He's but not going
0: to be that bad. He was
1: 9-24. to 24. Yeah. That's a bad Kevin Durant right. game, right? Yeah. So now you have to understand that you're, you're going to get a Durant, who's well, it's
0: going to balance out like Kyrie's yeah. not going to never miss and go for 40 and Durant's not going to, you know, shoot yeah. 33%. I mean, because, so. you
1: know, you're great when you have 23 points and we're like, eh, you didn't play that well. Yeah, like, like, you man, know, some people game. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's uh, talk about some of these other series. Adam, your bulls got a shot. No, no, they played pretty good, man. I was pretty impressed. I think game one was bad, bad, bad Levine day, but you know, DeRozan wasn't great and they were still in that game. They no. had a lead in the fourth quarter.
2: We played great defense during that game. I think game one was the ultimate chance for the Bulls to steal that against the Bucks. The Bucks didn't play well. Giannis had a great game, but Middleton and Drew Holiday didn't shoot well. The problem with the Bulls, we played great defense, but I wrote this down. When you have your three main stars in Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic shoot 21 for 71 from oh. the field, you don't have a chance no matter how good of defense oh. you play. On, 21 let's for 71. Let's do some quick math here. 21. Yeah, I'm not great with math. 21. That. 21 I know that's for pretty 21 is 29 and a half percent. Yeah, you have your three best players shooting that. There's no way you're going to win the game, and that was the game to steal. That also, was a golden opportunity. Why is Vucevic shooting 27 times? Like, who are, like, a lot of Patrick shots. Williams was afraid he needs to start shooting more. Patrick Williams has a lot of talent, but you could tell that he was scared in the moment. He didn't but, shoot. Bro, t- uh,
1: 27 shots for him is way too much. Like, no, <laughs>
2: Vucevic is a is a good player, like. Like he, he's a good player, good player in Orlando. He's been good for you guys. Twenty-seven is probably too much. He should probably be shooting like fifteen to twenty times a game.
0: Yeah. I'm saying I believe
2: he took more shots than any other player in the league in the playoff game so far. I could be wrong, but I think so. Like it was a lot. I mean DeRozan needs to step up, and I've yeah. heard from from Toronto Raptors fans that's that's the uh, the downfall for DeRozan is that they say he doesn't play well, you know, in, in big, big games. games in the playoffs. Yeah. So and unfortunately game one kind of justified what they were saying he didn't play well I saw him he was taking uh, shots apparently like super late night at the Buck Stadium last night so I don't question his work ethic or desire I think you know he has that but this guy just needs to step up in game two and and take over because if he doesn't shoot well again it's along with Zach we just don't have any chance we'll probably get swept I don't think we're gonna get swept I think we'll win a game but I think that game one was really a great chance and I love what Caruso did Caruso Played such great defense, um, and it just sucks that we don't have Lonzo because we could have had Caruso coming off the bench, adding more depth. And I think Lonzo. I think if the Bulls had Lonzo in Game One, we win that game. I think he's that important. So, you know, well, I
0: think if you guys have Lonzo, maybe this goes six or seven. Yeah, absolutely. I still yeah. think
2: the Bucks would win, but it would be close. And, you know, Giannis, you just can't stop him. And we talked about Brooke Lopez coming back. Brooke Lopez was, w- was big huge. in that game. He had 18 points, five rebounds. He opens the floor. He can shoot threes. So having Brooke Lopez is key for the Bucks. I think Middleton doesn't shoot as bad as he did in game one. And I think that the Bucs end up blowing out the Bulls in game two.
0: I just think, TJ, it comes back to, like, what people were saying last year about the Bucs. Like, they're so talented. They've got Giannis and all these great players. They just do dumb things. Like, that, that game should have been a blowout in game one. you got the Bulls who are down. They're injured. Uh, they're they're kind of like limping into the playoffs almost. You're at home. You're the defending champs. Just blow the doors off these guys, and you just let them hang around. You let them hang around, and all of a sudden you find yourself down in the fourth quarter at home, and, yeah, they pulled it out, and they won. Uh, you know, they covered my tees, which was great. But it's just like – you know, I, I just want to see them play a 48-minute basketball game, you know, in a complete series, TJ, before I – I mean, I still think they're going to come out of the East. Maybe that – maybe my attitude about that, maybe my opinion about that will change uh, in the next week or so by the time we hit next, next week's episode. But I still think Milwaukee's going to the Finals. But man, I just want to really see it out of them. I want them to yeah, take it.
1: Yeah, but it's not like the Bulls are bad. The Bulls, you know, they led the, they had the best record in their conference they're for a, a little bit. I
0: know they're not bad. They're that's, just banged up. They're banged up. They're that's it.
1: It's still a solid squad. So yeah. I don't think it's anything like Milwaukee's just going to go in there and curb stomp them. Like
0: they're going to. No, but I think coming into, they're into they're the in series, a series, a lot of people thought this was one of the ones that were going to be a sweep. I think. Yeah, I never
1: thought that. No, I think this Adam, Bulls team thought, is too good to get swept.
2: Fan. No, I thought th- I thought the Bulls would win one game. I still think okay. Bucks in five. Okay, but yeah. All right, that's fair. All right, TJ, let's talk about your team. Um, this is
0: a curb stomping. Speaking of man, man, Philly was looks so good. Embiid looks unstoppable. Maxie is kind of is taking that Jordan Poole leap. I know uh, we're gushing about Pool on the Big Show. I know because mm-hmm. Rich is you know Rich kind of been on them all season, and Pool went to Michigan, but. Man, we really should be talking about Tyrese Maxey. He
1: is balling. You know, and, you know, I, I want to talk about something before Maxey. It's this James Harden thing. I'm very confused because I don't know what James Harden we're going to get every game. You know, we had 14 assists in game one. Cool. But last game, 14 points, he was three of nine. Let me explain to you what I don't want. I don't ever (laughs) want to see a James Harden stat where he's three of nine. I'd rather see James Harden two of 18 or two of 19 than only shoot nine times. It seems as though watching James that I don't know. I don't know if mentally something's off. He doesn't seem as aggressive. He's not attacking the rim. And I, man, I hate to say it, but it seems like all of these issues that usually clouded James Harden in the playoffs that we always talked about as being yeah but with James Harden mm-hmm. they're still here and i thought mm-hmm. those issues would go away because he he's not number 1 on the call sheet anymore right, right? so you don't have to be the guy who's scoring 35 40 a game but I, I don't know man i'm not i'm happy because we were up 2-0 and Bede's looking dominant although he had that point where he and Ran into Thibault and looked like his elbow may have hyperextended. And then him and Harden kind of ran into each other. So I'm like, and honestly, guys, I'm watching these Sixers games. I got to be honest. I watch these games with a little bit of fear. Because every time Embiid goes down, which is a lot, that's another problem I have with Embiid. He's too big. I don't know if it's flopping or whatever. That guy hits the ground way too much. You can't constantly pick seven feet two inches and 280 pounds up off the ground that much man he's got it
0: if you guys noticed this as well he, oh yeah I've on the ground. and i'm oh, not yeah. saying he's flopping but it's like no he uh, just finds himself on the ground he takes a lot of big hard yeah. hits on the ground And so that like,
1: bought, like every game and i, I think yeah. personally i'm watching these games just waiting I'm waiting for oh well there goes the the broken finger or you know here goes the hyperextended elbow. Right. I can't get comfortable watching these Sixer games because I'm so conditioned for something wrong or something bad to happen. So I'm not happy watching these games because I'm sitting there like okay something. He's gonna fall. He's gonna break something. Something bad's gonna happen. Uh, guys, I that's just where I am as a Sixer fan. I can't get happy because I'm so afraid something bad's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, and I totally get that too. I mean, I'm looking at Harden. He played 41 minutes in Game One. He played 40 minutes in Game Two. So he's out there. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's out durable. There. He's yeah. durable. Yeah, but like the, does the he just look,
2: Does he just look off to you? Yeah, I don't know if, if he just doesn't have the same chemistry with these guys yet coming coming onto the team halfway through the season, and obviously maybe it's it's in his head with the with the playoff thing that you know that's kind of been a stigma with him, so it might get into his head. And I think Maxi really taken over as the number two guy on that team now. I think so
0: too. I think, and maybe so
2: that's that's better for the team in the long run if if Harden is just the number three guy, and he can have occasional moments of greatness, but really Maxi establishes himself. He's young. He's only twenty one still but he's established himself right now as is, is a competent number two guy on a potential uh, championship winning team. The problem with Harden being your number three guy is he he has
0: too much uh, domination of the ball. Your, your number yeah. three guy can't control the ball for 20 seconds out of the shot clock.
1: Your number three guy can if you're distributing the rock the way he did in game one. Like I said, he had, 14 yeah, assists. he had 14 Very dimes. pedestrian stat line for him in game two with 14.6 dimes and, and, and six rebounds. And, you know, five turnovers. So, you're right. He has the ball a lot. I just – I don't know what it is. Just something's not passing the eye test right now. Yeah. But I can't complain because we're up 2-0. But, again, I've been snake-bit so much I can't even get comfortable with it. you this.
0: think Toronto gets one tonight or or this week? Yeah, you would think. That, that's a you good team. You would think, yeah. Know? They're a good team. Siakam yeah. has really taken a leap to being uh, one of the top players.
2: Yeah, Toronto has one of the best uh, home crowds, home crowds yeah. for sure. And – Unfortunately, I was reading that Scotty Barnes probably won't play again, which is which is a huge loss for them. Oh, that's too bad. But I th- <laughs> but I think um, I think Tor- I think Toronto will get one game at home and the series will probably be over in 5. All right, what's more
0: likely? This series goes 6. Toronto gets both of these home games or in one of these Toronto games we have that 35-10 and 8 James Harden game. TJ
1: Uh, I picked the Sixers in six at the beginning of these playoffs. Um, And after the first game, I was like, man, there should have been four. Uh, (laughs) But, um, you know, Toronto, like you said, very good team. You know, they still have some championship players. They're still on this squad. That home crowd, it's raucous up there, you know. And um, I I don't know if they'll get two, but I'd be very shocked if the Sixers went up there and just completely – took every game up north so I would assume that Toronto at least gets one win be shocking if they didn't
2: God, Embiid looks so good though Adam oh yeah I mean you know we've argued all year over who's the MVP you know you have Jokic and really it's been Jokic Giannis and Embiid and Jokic was my pick to win the MVP but right now in, in the first two games of the playoffs you know Jokic was good but Embiid's looking looking like the dominant force right now and so it's going to be tough to stop him. There's nobody really that can that can guard him. I, I mean, I guess like Bam could potentially, you know, maybe make, yeah put up a fight against yeah. him. But there's nobody else besides really Bam and maybe Giannis, but Giannis doesn't even really guard centers. So it's as long as Embiid stays healthy, which obviously you're super super nervous about, which makes sense. There's he's going to get thirty points and ten rebounds pretty no matter much what. every game. Yeah, yeah. No matter what. Just whatever he wants it's to do. It's kinda like you nap. know when
0: you go to t- Target and you just automatically start your bill at fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like no matter what. Like just but, give try 20. to spend fifty under fifty at Target. You can't do it.
2: And walks into the stadium thirty and ten. Yeah, it's automatic every time. Yeah. So you just have to have the role players. You really need to have Harden step up. He really is the key. Because Max Well, for them,
0: I don't think—I mean, they could have Harden kind of do what he's doing right now, and then w- they're going to win this series, but if they want to win the East, yeah. like— You need Harden, like— We need 28, 12, and 7, you know? We we need it out of this guy for you, TJ.
1: Yeah, and also, you, you know, quite as kept guys like Danny Green, who How I was like, Danny Drunk Green has yo. to stand up, uh, has to step up a little, which he has. He had three threes in game two, and also yep. Tobias Harris, for whatever reason— I don't know if there's Tobias Harris slander or he just doesn't get talked about. But last year during the playoffs, I believe he scored 20 points in every game except for two in the playoffs. He's just so quiet. He's he goes very, about his he, business. He like, goes about his business very quiet. Yeah, he's not going to make a bunch of highlight reels or yeah. anything. But you know, 20 points tonight for 20 point Toby. If we can get that every night, I'm loving our chances. By the way,
0: 26 in game one, 20 in game two. He's doing it so yeah. far. He's he's
1: very like I said. He's I don't know if it's under the way, radar or what it is. No one really talks about them, but all if right. Before it,
0: we wrap up, anything to say about Heat Hawks? I mean, Jimmy Butler, what a performance!
1: Yeah, I have something to say about Heat yeah, Hawks. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's a wrap. I mean, okay, we, okay, Hawks, we okay. Hawks did well last year, of course, as we yeah, know, get into the playoffs. But right now, it's just like you watch these two games. No and Capella, just,
0: too, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not, just
1: like so. the Heat are rolling, and they kind of have it
0: over
2: this the, this Hawks team. I,
0: Okay, let's power sweet. Right uh, right uh,
2: well, no, I was I was just gonna say that Jimmy Butler is consistently overlooked as a superstar player. And I think maybe, you know, he he has solid seasons where he scores twenty points a game in the season. But come playoff time, Jimmy Butler's proven to be consistently clutch. And so they have he is a legitimate number one guy on a team that can win a championship. And he's been proving it. He had forty-five points yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I think the heat are such a good team, and it's I think it's going to be between him, between them and the Bucks, in an amazing uh, potential matchup to win the East. All right, power rank the East on uh, where you guys feel after after two
0: games, with Game Two in Boston still to come tonight. I
1: would say Bucks. You have to. I mean, until someone beats them, got to keep them at number one. I would think right. There's they're the defending champions. They've got Giannis, who's st- arguably the best player on. Planet Earth, so I would say you'd have to go with them number one. Uh, probably Adam. What you just said about the heat, probably have the heat at two. Put the Sixers at three. Um, Net Celtics. The only reason I don't put them up there is because I feel this is going to be a six or seven game series. Right. So I, I, I just I mentioned them last because I feel like they're going to be the last two teams playing in this in this playoffs in this division. You know. So I don't know. I don't know who wins this series. I'm eager to find out. I, know.
0: I think when I do mine, I'm, I was going to pull a TJ and, you know, we're power ranking top four, but I'm going to have five. still hey, like, free. I ain't mad at you. I, mean, I think Heat's number one right now, to be honest, with Bucks two, And then the winner of Celtics Nets, I think, are three. And then the Sixers are, good, are in that five spot for me right now, if we're talking about who's going to win the title.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. I have 100% the same thing as you. And it's it's pretty amazing because I'm looking at this list of teams and I think this is the first time in forever where I would not be shocked if the Bucks won the East, the Heat won the East, the winner of the Nets or Celtics won the East, or even the Sixers won the East. So yeah, me I, neither. They, there's all like f- all five teams, have five teams been, that yeah, can absolutely. win the Eastern Conference, yeah. and I would not be shocked at any of those teams. So yeah. it's a wide open uh, conference right now, and it's going to be fun to watch down the stretch because it's it hasn't been like this in years where you just don't know. And by the way, you got guys who are hungry. And B you know, he wants oh, that ring. He, wants he it needs so that ring.
1: Jimmy, know that Butler. Jimmy Butler wants that ring. He needs that ring. You know, Kyrie, you think Kyrie doesn't want a ring after all the things that he's gone through? all the
0: through? crap, like everyone says about Durant.
1: You think Durant like- D- Durant needs this ring because he's tired of hearing that you had to go to Golden State and yeah. you couldn't win on your own. Like, there are people, there are desperate men in this division, in this conference, who, who a ring would just... I mean, obviously, a ring's going to mean... Oh, it kind of cha- it to changes the conversation right? around cha- everyone. And know. it's going to change. James Harden gets a ring. Now what? You know what I mean? Now the entire discussion around James Harden, it's different. it's different. So, I mean, of course, like I said, everybody wants a ring. Everybody would love a ring. But there are some people here who, like, their stories are going to be greatly affected in a positive way just by saying... You got that Larry. Yeah, OB, I mean, look, there's, so.
0: there's five teams in the East that can win it. I think there's probably three teams in the West that can win it. When, we've, when have we gone to an NBA playoffs with eight teams that can you, you can legit say they can win the championship? I can't remember what? the last time. Like, no idea. Like, it's none. It's one of the best NBA playoffs of our lifetimes, and I hope we're all enjoying it. All right, we, didn't, we can't get the winning time because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. We'll okay, pe- so I was, I was sick on Sunday, and then had some stuff going on the last two days. So I haven't seen it yet. So we'll catch up on episodes. What seven and then seven eight. and eight next week, and then we'll see where these playoff matchups are uh, after a few more games. All right, for Adam and Chris, you, no, you for are Chris. Adam and TJ. I'm Chris. <laughs> All right, No, the- I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh, what? What? All right, enjoy the games, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace later.